And I'm Kamna. We are women who have struggled with body image issues and weight in one way or another. We want to normalize the struggles that we all face and find comfort in the fact that we are not alone. At the same time, we want to explore ideas that have worked for others to discover changes that might work for us. And at the end of every episode, we will create a call to action. And we encourage you to make your own call to action. Hi, Leah. Hi, Kamna. So, how was the week? The week was good. It was interesting. And I do want to start with my call to action. Okay. Which my call to action was to be more aware of my words and what I say to people. Um, and what I noticed more than anything was what other people's words were. And what, Tell me more about that. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a situation where I had a lot of... If you remember, the last week's topic was the F word. Right. The word fat. Right. So I had a lot of people say that we did not bring up the word obese okay, or morbidly obese or huge or large. And those were all very triggering words. So a lot of my week, I was focusing on what other people were saying about themselves and how they described mm-hmm. themselves. And I just, I don't really know if I, how I feel about it, but I just was more aware of it and how... These words, when we describe ourselves, are very personal. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that it's something we should be judging anybody when they're saying these words. Right. Especially if they're about themselves. But I have a very great, interesting way that somebody described themselves. She said, she is a Clydesdale. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah, that's what exactly... I was like, this is insulting. I thought, in my head, I'm thinking, she's insulting herself right now. And I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I feel like it's one thing if you say, my doctor said I'm morbidly obese or I'm obese. I'm, I'm, if you feel that way, whatever. But when she, the way she said it, I was like, oh boy, she's insulting herself. And she said, not everybody can be a thoroughbred. Oh, okay. She said, I can be a Clydesdale. My body type is a little bit bigger. I'm a workhorse. I can bust my butt and I don't mind working for what I have and what I do. And mm-hmm. she just went on and on and on about how doesn't make me less beautiful but just because I'm a Clydesdale. Right. And I was like, wow. I think the whole room was like, wow. It was just a really great metaphor for... You know, before you get into your call to action, I also had some interesting conversations Ooh, about go for this. it. Um, people are telling me that they call themselves different things like fluffy or thick or, um, you know, nicer words. Yeah. Like their connotation is nicer it's not insulting to themselves. And then I also had a thought about, um, I had a discussion with somebody about how you can be healthy and not be like a size double zero. It, it doesn't necessarily go together. Right. So I think that we also had to keep that in mind that we can still be healthy and not be like a magazine picture perfect person. Yes. Because I don't think that's real life or realistic even. Absolutely. Like yeah, you eat a big meal and your stomach gets bloated, you know, mm-hmm. for example. And how many people, well, I know, for I'll speak for myself, I know a lot of people that are very thin and they are definitely not healthy. Right. So. But it doesn't, one doesn't have to go with the other. You right. can be thin and be healthy or you can be a little heavier and mm-hmm. be healthy. It doesn't necessarily, they're not combined or joined at the hip, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, th- I think it was a great episode because we really opened the door for the words mm-hmm. that, that we say. And I don't really know if I have a strong conclusion on it, except I, I think that it 
if you're comfortable calling yourself any certain word, then that's what you do. Right. As long as it's not affecting you in the subconscious, which right. is where it gets that's a little a tricker, trickery, tricky. Like maybe if I am calling myself at in front of the mirror, maybe in the subconscious, I'm listening. Right. So it's just a tricky situation. But I did realize that it's all in my tone and how I say things to people. Mm. I might think it's the sweetest way possible, but if it's... If it's not received that if way, it doesn't right, matter. Right, right. So matter, yeah. it's just a matter of how I say things right. more than anything. But how about you? How was yours? Uh, mine was my portions. I had 50% success. I told you I'm all the way or but all the way flop. good. I think so. But I was away. So I still tried to be mindful. So if I took a snack, I, did, I didn't have a cup, but I would take like a handful. Um, okay. If it was the, the crackers or whatever it was. Um, I tried to be mindful of what I was putting on my plate and just like how much I took and I'm not counting, but a little bit like, oh, I had this much of my full and checking in. Ooh, that's see. a hard thing to yeah. do. So I did. I took a minute to say, okay, I'm, I'm full, but wait, am I full or do I want some, like I, do I need water? Do I need more salad? Do I want actual food? What is it that I need right now? So I did a check-in, which I think that was a little bit helpful to say, okay, I can take a break and then go back for more if I need. How did you remind yourself to do that? Well, there was other people around me. Okay. And that when other people are around me, I'm more like mindful of what I put in my plate. Why? I Nobody looks. I, that's, I feel yeah. like people are going to judge me, but nobody does. Like, oh, she took so much food. But nobody is saying Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay, so can I tell you that I'm completely opposite of that? When I am at a party... I load up more on my plate. Really? Yeah, because I feel like, oh, nobody's watching me. I can eat more here. Isn't that so interesting how different that we look at parties? That is interesting. I like to sample everything, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I also am very picky. So if I don't like it, I don't want to have to throw it in the garbage. Gotcha. So you don't want to hurt. Yeah, you don't want to hurt I don't. feelings. I'm very or... picky. I already know that. So you just take little bits. Mm -hmm. I want to taste it. If I like it, I'll go yeah. back. So you consciously... Before you put it on your plate, you're almost checking in with yourself too. Yes. Like you're going, am I going to like this? Is it's, there? Yeah. It's easier for me when I'm with other people versus when I'm alone. When I'm alone, I I have a harder time. Okay. I don't know what it is. I love that though. So 50% of the time, it sounds like you did more than that to me. I think I was more mindful and I had more activity and more movement. So I don't know what goes hand in hand, but it just felt better I didn't feel like I overdid it this week which is you know that's always a yeah. good feeling and you your stomach you can feel it yeah the bloatingness too yeah so well good well I think this kind of goes along with uh, the topic today we we're talking about patterns and mm -hmm. how we eat um, and we were talking about how our patterns get established from when we're kids and then when we grow up through our, our traumatic teen years mm -hmm. and then how we set the stage for the people in our life now. So what what do you think sticks out to you when you think about your childhood in terms of eating? So, uh, we, gosh, it's a very, it's a hard subject because I don't want to, you know, I just want to make it very clear that I am just now learning, and this is the truth, I'm 42 years old and I'm just now really learning what's in my food. Yeah. So when I say even in my 30s and and 20s and when I was a teenager and even younger than that, I don't think that the knowledge was there. There was not a lot of, this is what's in our food. We were just eating the food that we got, right? right. Or we bought. And I'll tell you that just this year when my daughter is 12 in seventh grade, 
just last week, they had a whole section in health about food labels. Oh, wow. And I was blown away by that because I don't think I ever had a section of my nine weeks of school dedicated to food labels. And she's how old? Twelve. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. She had to bring in food. They all did. They had a whole paper. They had to write down how much saturated fat. And, like, it was real detailed. And I was so impressed with that. And it really got me thinking, like, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. My sisters didn't have that. My mom didn't have that. We didn't have that. So I'm really glad that the patterns are shifting. But anyway, to answer your original question was... Our healthy, we did. I, I would say it was as healthy as it could have been for that. Sure. Decade. Right. Right. Absolutely. And we had patterns of how mm-hmm. we ate and what we ate, and you always kind of ate the same way and mm-hmm. the same. Um, my dad used to watch the news, and we used to eat our dinner while the news was on. Yeah, the news yeah. was on. Yes. Yeah, we yes. didn't watch, but he watched the news. Okay. The other thing I was kind of thinking about um, when I was thinking about this topic is. We had, when we were little, and I think you're right that it's the mindset that our parents had. It wasn't that they were doing something wrong. It's right. just what they knew. Right. And my parents were very young parents, so I think they knew probably less. Mm-hmm. But we had to finish everything on our plate, mm-hmm. whether you liked it or not. There was no no crying, no complaining. You just ate it. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you I'm so picky. So for me, that was always a struggle. So you were picky even then? I was picky from okay. the beginning, from the womb, okay. probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so for me, that was a struggle when mm-hmm. you had to finish something that you didn't like. Right. You know, and you get those patterns. And when you see them now as in your adulthood, you're like, oh, wow, okay. And then I was also thinking about the people in my family. And I don't know if it's genetics or, you know, we, I don't know what the reasons are because there's a lot of reasons. But the women in my family have always been trying a quick fix to lose weight. Okay. And it could have been like a, a drink diet, you know. It could have been joining one of those programs. Yes. It could have been anything, and it was tried. Mm-hmm. And and as a child, you see that and you learn, okay, maybe there's like a shortcut answer. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you kind of the wrong message because your daughter is learning it the right way. Hopefully. That there's nutrition you have to consider. Right. Right. And what they knew was, and I'm sure the women were influenced by their peers. Right. Oh, let's go get uh, wrapped in in, uh, saran wrap and we'll lose five pounds. There was drinks to drink and pills to swallow. And yeah, I I, I remember it all too. Yeah. Absolutely remember all of it. Well, and you don't even realize as a kid how much you pick up and how much you sort of establish as patterns in your brain. And you sort of duplicate that in your own life, mm-hmm. don't you think? Oh, yeah. And actually, you meant you mentioned the cleaning the plate thing, you know? Yeah. We had to clean the plate. Not so much, but we had to try everything. Mm-hmm. I remember times when I would be the last one at that table because I was not trying it. And we yeah. were not allowed to get up from that table until we at least tried it. And I still do that with my kids, so I still have carried over a lot of them. But I am very conscious about trying to not make them finish their plate. Yeah. And that's hard. And I catch so many people still doing it. So how do you, how do you think, knowing what you know about your childhood and how you grew up as an adult and your relationship to food, how do you think that's affected what you're doing at home now? Um, God, that's a very interesting question because I'm going to be honest and tell you that my we had a vegetable 
at every single dinner mm-hmm. growing up. Every night there was a vegetable with our dinner. And I really am embarrassed to say I do not do that. Oh, okay. So I've 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 done and I remember it and I hated it so much. So you didn't want to do so that. So I didn't want to yeah. do that. And I should be opposite. I should be like, we should be eating vegetables. Were but they, I did opposite. Were I they hated vegetables it. that you liked or I mean, they were always different. There oh, was never the okay. same vegetable, okay. but I just genuinely don't like vegetables. Mm-hmm. So there was just always a vegetable. So now I'm always like, eh, I'm fine. I made it. I didn't eat a vegetable. We don't need a vegetable tonight. Not the right attitude, and I'm fully aware of that. Not the right attitude at all. So I picked up the bad habits of that a little bit. I don't think it's a bad habit. Okay, I think we why. we have a, a sort of a rebellion in us, you know, mm. that maybe I had to finish – everything on my plate and now I'm like no forget it I'm there's going to be something left on my plate because it's a little bit of rebellion yeah not that did I did you make that. your kids finish their plates so my um story with my kids is a little bit different okay tell me okay what so it is. um I was with my daughter and I think my middle son was just a baby and I hadn't had my third so I had the two of them and we were at someone's house for a play date and I was chasing my daughter around with her food you know like parents do yeah and the 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 lady we were like we were visiting her house and she said, "Why are you doing that?" And I said, "What do you mean?" And she said, "Why are you chasing her around with the food?" And I said, "Well, that's what I know. That's how I feed my kids." And so she gave me this book to read that changed my life. Okay, I might have to write it down. Um, it's called Coping with the Picky Eater, and I read this many years ago, so don't hold me okay. to the title. But and basically, what that talked about is making the meal time more important than the meal and how having a fixed schedule is more important than like so we had this weird rule after 4 30 they weren't allowed any more snacks because then they wouldn't be hungry for dinner mm-hmm. so 4 30 snack had to be over so then they go play or do whatever and it helped them to sort of set their routines so they didn't really have to think about food too much um, and they're telling me this. I'm not okay. making this up. You so know? do you remember setting that time? Like 4.30, there was no yeah, food? Yeah. I, my, I got made fun of a lot that I said, no, 4.30, there's snack time's over. Okay. And it was just a rule I set because I, their stomachs are so small. Mm-hmm. And if they fill up on chips or cookies or whatever, they're not eating dinner. And then right. they're hungry at the wrong time again. And I think in setting that pattern for them, they have established slightly better eating habits in terms of eating when they're hungry and I don't know if I necessarily do that do you know what I mean interesting so they 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 knew breakfast was there and then they had a snack mid-morning and then they had their lunch and then they had a snack and then they had dinner and then they had another snack in the night before they went to bed and they they reminded me because I forgot about this they had a limit of two pieces of candy a day or you know like they had limits they are allowed Right. So they didn't have the cravings, but they got to pick. Okay, I want this and I want this. Is that okay? Now, do they eat that way now, do you think? Mm. I think they're more mindful and more, uh, they want to eat the stuff they like. Okay. And Maybe I, because you let them pick yeah. the two things. Yeah. You weren't like, here's your, de- here's your dessert and it's one thing. It was. Right. Right. It's interesting, though, when you see where we are and where our kids are, mm-hmm. our patterns. Yep, completely different. I will tell you, though, that 
our dinner is completely different and it's just um more of like a um almost not I would say buffet but it's more of like I leave everything on the counter all out everybody makes their plate and then we sit down it's not in front of us and I grew up oh. with the food in front of us how so you, I changed that as well. How do you think that makes a difference for your... Well, I can tell you it makes a difference for me, personally. I'm not picking at things. I also think it makes a difference for my son because he will get up and then he has to go get what he wants right. for the, his second helping. And usually when he's getting up, he's looking at it more and he's like, oh, what do I really want more? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he normally picks like the protein or whatever. My daughter is just opposite. She's just like, I don't want to get up. If I'm getting up, it's putting my plate in the sink and in the yeah. dishwasher, so I'm done. So I think it's just different how the pattern has changed. Uh, and I don't know if that's intentional or it's just that's how our lifestyle is now. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is interesting, though, that we're learning more about what we're supposed to eat and how we're supposed to eat. Because we didn't know that until, for me, it wasn't until recently. Mm-hmm. And it's just surprising when you think, oh, I ate all this stuff that was junk. Yes. Yes. We also, we didn't really realize, I guess, how important water was. Eating water. True. Very true. Drinking. Very true. At dinner, we didn't drink water Yeah. when I was a kid. We didn't. We drank whatever we had and it was, you know, Kool-Aid or pop or something like that. Mm. And now I've changed that a lot with my kids. Yeah. We have, we've had last call in our house for a long time and it was seven o'clock last call meant you couldn't have anything else but water. For now or when you were a kid? Oh no, when my kids were little. Oh really? We called it last call. Like, like you know at the bar when they're like, last call. (laughs) That's what we called it. We'd be like, last call guys, come on. (laughs) Yeah. And they would run and get something, hurry up. That's so funny. Yeah. And I think they do that now because, or if they don't do it now, naturally they'll come to me and be like, mom, I am really hungry. I think I do want something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you hungry or are you bored? Oh, yeah. So we we do ask that question too. So. I like that you ask that question to them. Well, because the reality is a lot of times we're bored. I know, but the fact that you're making them think about it at mm-hmm. a young age. Oh, good, because I thought I was mean by saying that. No, so I, like I, that you're complimenting I think that's me. brilliant. Like, are you actually hungry or are you do you need something else? Right. <laughs> are you just thirsty maybe? Yeah. So... I like that so much. Yeah, and I think it's interesting how the patterns have changed, though. Do you have? Uh, did you have other food patterns when you were little? Like, for example, um, I always used to drink Coke with pizza or oh. Pepsi. Not not Coke, Pepsi. Okay, sorry. I was a Pepsi girl, but I always had Pepsi mm. with my pizza. Like that went together. Pepsi and pizza, really? Yeah. Um, I can't have that anymore now. Not at all. Not even a diet Pepsi. I mean, once in a while, but it doesn't taste the same. No. The pizza or the together, the combo, or just the Pepsi? I mean, it sounds good hmm. because of memory. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, one for me that I, off the top of my head I can think of is we used to eat cheese, on, you know, the block of cheese. Mm-hmm. And we would slice it, cheese from the block, mm-hmm. with chicken and a biscuit crackers. Oh. Have you ever had those? No. I had the chicken in them. I don't know if they do. Oh. I, I think they just tasted like chicken noodle soup. Oh. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I don't think there's real chicken. I'm pretty sure, actually, that they're not. Okay. I'm sure it's all chemicals that taste like chicken. <laughs> but anyway, that was one thing that we have always would eat, just cheese and crackers, cheese mm. and crackers, cheese and crackers. Our thing also was in the summer, we'd make, you said Kool-Aid, which made me remember. Oh, love Kool-Aid still. Purple Kool-Aid was my favorite. 
Purple Kool-Aid was my absolute favorite. Grape. Or the, grape, They yes. did make one that was like a dinosaur. No, no, Rex. it was the grape. Mm. It was the grape, for sure. Yes. Kool-Aid. Was, yeah. And then the milk and cookies. Yes. always go together. Yes, we did milk and cookies, but we did also graham crackers and milk. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And we st- I do actually still share that with my daughter. She likes that, too. But... And we always had fruit, and we always had vegetables, and they were always plentiful at all the way or always around. So, and I've kept the fruit part with my family. But not the vegetables. Not the vegetable part. That's so interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that you broke that pattern? I, I genuinely didn't like them. Oh, even from the beginning? From the beginning. I genuinely don't, didn't like them. Okay. And I still don't. It's so interesting. Is it just the way it's cooked or you just not in general? I will eat vegetables if there's a lot of cheese or a lot of butter mm. or... Yes, that makes it taste really and good. And then it's like, I'm not even going to eat it. Yeah. Not even... I'm not making it... I'm not eating it healthy then. So... Is but. there a pattern, if you think about what you used to do and now, is there a pattern that you think you want to establish for the future? Um, I do actually think that I want to make, that's going to be my call to action, but I do want to establish having vegetables more regularly. But if you don't like them, how are you going to do that? Well, I I don't particularly like them. I like some. So I think that I need to figure out which ones I do like and just be more mindful about making them. Okay. Mindful about making them. And also... So can I ask which vegetables do you like? I like roasted broccoli. Okay. So that's one. I, I already actually bought that already. And I like roasted zucchini and squash. Um, so I like those. I like artichokes. Is that a vegetable? That's a vegetable. Part. I think it is. I think so. So there are some that I like roasted and I'm for that. And I'm all about that. But I also think that I probably should expose my children to some vegetables more mm. often. You know? Yeah. So. I, I was, um, someone was telling the story this weekend about, um, you know, we make what we knew. We made what we knew. Like, I never made broccoli because we didn't eat broccoli in my house when okay. I was growing up. Was there a reason why or just nobody my, liked it? I think my dad didn't like it. Yeah. My mom didn't buy it. So, we, did, you know, we didn't have it. Right. And my kids went for a sleepover somewhere and the, that friend made broccoli pasta. And they came home and you're like, they said, you have to learn how to make this because it was amazing. And she said they cleaned up their plates and they finished. So I started buying broccoli after that because I didn't have the exposure. Yeah. And since then, I've started having more vegetables but you know when you know like a limited scope you only fall into that you're like oh I can't try that I don't know what that is so true I'm so glad you're like saying this out loud because this is a hundred percent true I think so many of us do that we only make what we've always known right 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 we only eat what we've always known like I've never experimented on different vegetables because I only had the certain ones. Maybe mm-hmm. I do like other ones, but we never had yeah. asparagus for dinner. We yeah. never had broccolini. We never had those things, you know? Yeah. There's still a lot of things. I was in a, a store today. I spent $70 on produce. Oh, my gosh. I know. But it was so fresh and so good. But I was like, I don't know what that is, and I don't know what that is, and I need to learn how to make that because it just all looked beautiful. Right. But it was a little bit scary because I've never made it. I don't know how to eat it. I don't know what to do with it, you know? So it's interesting that my patterns have just set the way that I eat now. Yeah. Some good, some not so good at all. 
it's very interesting too because you're uh, you nailed it. I'm in the same pattern that I've been in. Yeah. My dinners that I make for my family now are the same dinners that I've been making. Yeah. We're in that pattern of just making the same thing. There's no variety. Do you there. think there's uh, you lack the variety because of limited time, or is it because limited knowledge, or you um, just don't have interest? I think it's a combination. So I'm gonna right off the top of my head, it's this is it, it affects the budget financially. So immediately I go, I'm gonna buy asparagus mm-hmm. and make asparagus, mm-hmm. and none of us are gonna like it, and I just wasted ten dollars on asparagus. Yep. I don't know if that's how much it costs, but you know what I mean. Like, so that's a big part of it. A big part of it. Well, that, that's what happens. I yeah. spent seventy dollars today, but I'm like, I better use each and every, each and one, every of those, one of them because right. that's a lot of money to spend on produce. Right now, will your husband is he adventurous with it? Oh, he's much more adventurous okay. than I am. He'll okay. try everything. Oh well, then you're good. That's good. Yeah, but I'm the one who's restricted because I don't know how to eat it. I don't know how to cook it. Like, I have to learn. I have oh, to teach myself. Oh, we want to updates on this. This is exciting. <laughs> well, I'm trying to expand my um, yeah. line of sight. Like, I started making butternut squash, and I started using um, bok choy. And, like, I things I never even knew what they were. Yeah, bok choy. I've never bought bok choy. Yeah, it's, like, in the cabbage family, I think. Hmm. And I put it in a soup, and it's fantastic. I had no idea. Hmm. But it's just those old patterns. Right. And you see people in your family, in my family, who are like, no, I don't eat that. I'm not trying it. Mm-hmm. I have several people in my life that are like, really? That. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Because it's their pattern. They've never been exposed to it. They've never eaten it. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that is. That, is, that looks suspicious to me. I'm not trying yeah. it. <laughs> it's a lot of our patterns, I think, is based on always eating the same thing we've always eaten from the beginning. I will tell you this, though. My mom and dad both hated tacos. Hated. Really? Never in our lives did we ever go to a Mexican restaurant. Ever. We never, my mom never made ta- tacos. What, what problem do they have with tacos? I know. They, my, they both didn't like the... The, the mess. The, no, the, 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 whatever the seasoning is. Like the taco oh. that you, I don't know what it is. Chili powder, maybe? Okay. I don't know. So my sisters and I, all three of us, love Mexican food now. <laughs> love it. I think it's so interesting that your childhood patterns, you kind of went the opposite direction of yeah. that. Isn't that it's interesting? True. It's very true. Like you had vegetables at every meal and you don't like vegetables. Yes. Your parents hated tacos and now you love we, tacos. I, I'm going to give you one more example. We had spaghetti at least once a week, if not more than that, because my dad loved his pasta. Maybe once a once a month I will make spaghetti. On spaghetti? Yeah. Or a different kind of pasta? Pasta in general. I don't like pasta, period. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's fascinating Maybe to because me. we had so much of it. Yeah. You're sick of it. Yeah. Huh. On the flip side, we yeah. had a lot of meals that were like special on Friday nights. Oh. We used to have this thing called Mama's Special. It was like a <gasps> Mexican version, something. I don't even, we don't even know what it was anymore, but like... Mexican something and we used to sit in front of the, it was the only night we were allowed to sit in front of the TV and eat dinner we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV but we'd sit and watch <laughs> Dallas I don't know if you remember oh, Dallas I've, I've heard of Dallas you've heard of it yes. but it was a very scandalous show for its time and okay. with the fact that we were allowed to watch that shocking I'm shocked right but now. that pattern of eating something and it was like a fun yeah. Meal. And we just have such fond memories of that meal and watching the TV and being allowed to do that. And those patterns are there too, you know? 
Yes. We used to do that at home now. We used to have um, pizza night on Fridays and movie night on Saturday. So those were our patterns, you know. Yeah. Interesting patterns. It's that so we all have. fun to remember those things. Now I wonder what my kids are going to hate someday and go do opposite. <laughs> like they're going to do completely opposite. Be like, I am never making that because my mom made it to death mm-hmm. or something. Interesting. You know, when my uh, kids were really little, I fed them what I knew, right? Right. Which was limited. Yeah. But then I, my, when my youngest was maybe a couple of years old, I, my cousin came to visit me. And she was feeding her son everything, like every vegetable, everything. And he became a foodie. And I was watching her thinking, I'm limiting my kids based on what I like. Right. And I'm teaching them how to eat. But really, I need to teach them how to be experimental and how to like different things. And they're much more than I am. Right. I, I, You know when you see somebody doing something differently, you're like, I know. I had no idea I should be doing this. I just, I like to see people's patterns because they teach me so yes. much. So maybe you don't have an answer to this, but how do you teach an old dog new tricks? What specifically are you asking? Like, you know, a, a spouse. Oh. <laughs> or, you know, that you're like, I'm going to, I really, we've never made bok choy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try it. Well, you can try it, and if it doesn't work out, it goes in the disposal. Yeah, I mean, so you, you just make it for you, essentially. No, no, I I try it for both of us. Yeah. And but he's willing to try it. Yeah, and sometimes it's a failure and sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it's a repeater. I like that you said sometimes it's a failure. I think everybody needs to hear that because, hey, it, it happens. Uh, it doesn't yeah. mean you're a failure at that. No. It just means – and you know what? I will say that if I try a new recipe, I'll be like, this is a new recipe. If you don't like it, no offense taken. I just know to exactly. pull it out of the rotation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's important, that communication, though. Like, yeah. hey, I'm trying a new vegetable. Yes. We may all hate it. It's okay. Well, and I think if you don't introduce too much at once, maybe. Yeah. You know, just one thing at a time. Yeah. Interesting. Just try it. Take one bite. If you don't like it, exactly. <laughs> so, do you also think that some of us are just genetically just don't like certain foods? Yes. Oh, yes. We did this, one of those DNA tests. Oh, yeah. And there's a marker for whether you like cilantro or not. Okay. Um, I have that marker for not liking it. Do you not like it? I don't. Me too. But I don't know if I have the marker. But um, but my husband doesn't have that, and he loves cilantro. So, so there could be other markers. Absolutely. Hmm. You could have a natural aversion to something because you're, it doesn't suit your body. You could have an allergy or just an irritation or, you know, something where it doesn't suit you. Hmm. So I would say listen to, like... I really don't like broccoli at all. No. There's something about the texture that's weird to me, and I just, I'll eat it if I have to, but I will always pull it out. If there's a stir fry, all the broccoli gets left to the side. Interesting. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I'm not forcing myself anymore. I'm no, too old. I'm the, I don't know if you guys followed me for a while. I was putting beans. I was trying to force myself to like no. black beans. I was trying, and I was tolerating them, and my stomach just didn't like me. No. At all. So you have to listen to those yeah. cues, too. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't experiment, but when you when you right. don't feel good, you have to stop. You know, my son does not eat fruit. Period. Okay. Not even a piece of fruit. He does not like it. He doesn't like the. He says it just is too strong of a flavor mm-hmm. on his tongue. And for years and years and years, like I've talked to doctors about it. I'm like, this isn't something's wrong, not with him, but like that. Why he's afraid? I just think he just doesn't like fruit. I wonder why. I know. 
That's curious. Right. But that's his pattern. That's his pattern. And believe me, I have fruit at home. That's not that I have an Well, he has it. the thing with fruit that you have with vegetables. With, he does. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's something to it. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. He also doesn't eat candy, and those are sweet. So maybe he doesn't have the sweet for whatever well, it, reason. Just a theory. Okay. Yeah, give me. Because, you know, I li- I, I'm a scientist at heart. Yeah. If you don't like vegetables, maybe you have a problem with the excess fiber because it, you don't feel good with it. Oh. I don't know. Just a theory. I like this. I mean, I think we got to listen to what our body's telling us. Right. For sure. But that doesn't mean we can't break those patterns. Or work on them. Yeah. Or work on them. Or experiment a little bit. So you, you are you ready with a call to action? I am. Well, I am going to work on the vegetable thing a little bit more. For myself, personally, because um, sometimes it is embarrassing when I look at my week and my food tracker and I'm like, God, I am just lacking on that, mm. that vegetable part. So I think I'm going to go for three times this week. And I'm not going to let my broccoli go to go bad. Go bad. Yeah. I'm going to go for three. That's the times. worst when you have to go from fridge to garbage. I know. That's the worst. It really is. That that is linked to my link, uh, call to action in that I have um, I buy those salad boxes. You know the mix spring mix. Oh or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many times, half of it, if not more, goes straight to the garbage, and it breaks my heart. I know. And I love salad. I love salad. So what do you, do you forget it's in there? I forget or I don't have time or I make excuses of why I can't eat it. I don't, I don't have time. I don't, I can't, because salad takes work to chew and, you know. <laughs> well, I thought you time. were going to say to prepare and no. you said to chew. Like it takes time to eat the salad. So I don't know if I have time. But today after buying all that produce, I was like, I'm going to make myself a salad. And all this stuff was so fresh. Yeah. And it just tasted so good. And I felt so good after I was done. So I'm going to bring my salad back into rotation. I like this. I also will tell you that me personally, even if I have a big bowl of salad in the fridge, I'm still lazy. I will still go, I don't feel like making it. I have found for me, I have to actually put salad in like four little bowls with lids on them in the fridge. So I just grab one of those out. Nice. It's ridiculous. No, I think you know what your your current I mean, I will open the fridge and go, I don't feel like making a salad, which means I don't feel like getting a big bowl out. Yeah. And taking some out and then putting the big bowl back in. Yeah. How ridiculous. No. See, this is where we shouldn't judge ourselves. I know. I don't. If this is your pattern, if this is your, the way you like it, what's wrong with that? Right. I mean, I, it's, I've noticed, I know it. I will eat a salad if it's already in a small bowl already for mm-hmm. me. I will eat it. I don't like salads that are pre-dressed. It's, it's a I, thing for me. Yeah. I don't like it. It's, I find it's too much dressing. It's too soggy. Mm-hmm. I have all kind of peculiarities. I'm not apologizing anymore. I feel like I'm old enough. I want to clap for you. <laughs> right? Why do we feel like we need to apologize? That should be a whole other episode. Yep. So we got our, our work cut out All right, for us. So wait, I'm, I'm writing down what yours is because I wrote down what mine is. Yours is My salad too, is coming back salad into rotation. Is coming back. I'm not going to throw any salad away this week. Oh. Nothing is going in the garbage. Like in terms of it being spoiled in the fridge and then going. I'm, I'm putting that down too. Oh, yeah. Nothing. You're very, if you guys could see her face right now, she's very serious about it. I'm determined. I hate very. throwing stuff away. It breaks my heart. I know. I just threw away a cucumber and it really, I forgot it was in there. Yeah. That's the worst. Ugh, it is. All right. We're ready. We're ready to tackle All our right. eating It's going to be a good week. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna. 